0: Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your host Eddie Ride. There's a lot of things going on right now. Back in Atlantic City, New Jersey, uh, uh, the NAACP is holding their annual meeting, and we have good representation from uh, Washington State, primarily the Seattle King County, Martin Luther Jr. King uh, County uh, representative there. And uh, we're also waiting to hear uh, 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 Sharon Lane, who was a a noose victim, and I'm going to be getting her uh, the link just as soon as Eric gets it to me, I'll get it to her because she and our attorney want to come on. And we also have uh, the first vice president of the NAACP. I, I don't mean to skip Carolyn Riley Payne is on TL's phone, but Carolyn Riley Payne, the president of the Seattle-King County branch of the NAACP is online with us. Claude Burfick is the first vice president and the, the, the labor specialist. If you want some resolved in labor, call Claude. He'll be there for you. So... I'm waiting to get, we'll wait to get Sharon Lane and her attorney on. But uh, uh, Carol, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what's happening right now at the AXO event? I know Monica T.L. Lewis is uh, the director, but uh, AXO actually kicks off the annual meeting. How does that work?
1: Good evening, Eddie. Yes. Um, the AXO competition, we just finished setting up our uh, our projects, uh, one of our computers, our computer science project, and the students are practicing uh, for tomorrow. The competition starts tomorrow, and uh, we have four students here, and I won't take uh, Monica's thunder, but um, we have a computer science, which is F. Uh, F- FA, and I call him my legacy uh, baby because he is uh, the first kid whose mom or dad went through AXO, and his mom was an AXO student. And uh, so uh, it's exciting to have him. We have a, um, a student in uh, poetry, uh, and one, uh, we have a, a, a contemporary singer. And we have a bassoon player. Yes, we do. A classical uh, piece. So we are excited about our, our opportunities to introduce these young people to a competition in which they are competing against their peers, uh, people that, kids that look like them, and doing the same thing they're doing. So we're excited.
0: I know you are because you were directed at the uh, Seattle N, uh, uh King County NAACP Axle program for almost 40 years. So I know it's near and dear to your heart. As a matter of fact, I think Leonetta uh, FA's mother and uh, Angela T. Rye were both in the Axle at the same time, uh, if I recall.
1: That is correct. Uh, Angela and uh, Leonetta were both. Um AXO win- winners um, and came to the national uh, with us. And so now they're paying it back. Both right. of them are involved with the AXO program.
0: That's great. Well, you know what? Uh, Sharon Lane has joined us and okay. Carolyn Riley Payne and uh, Claude Burke, you guys might recall. This is a, a lady, uh a member of the Laborers Union for 14 years. I was on a Microsoft building project and had five nooses displayed. So uh, Sharon Lane, uh, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest. Why don't you take some time and uh, let our civil rights warriors know exactly what your challenges have been and what happened, how you walked off a job you've been on for 14 years?
2: Hi, my name is Sharon. Um, Like Mr. Eddie said, yeah, I was with uh, local 242 labor industry for 14 years. Um, And I was just dispatched to a job out at the Microsoft campus in Redmond, uh, working for Skanska Construction Company. And uh, the day that I arrived there, there was talk or rumors about uh, African-American black people cars getting vandalized. And so when I heard that, I was like, "Okay, here we go again. Um, But I continued to go to work. And then about a week later, I stumbled up on nooses. It was about four or five of them tied up. And I instantly took pictures. And um, I seen um, a foreman, an African-American guy. And I said, hey, you need to come take a look at this. And so by the time we got back over there, those things was gone. And um, I didn't say nothing to my supervisor that day because I didn't see her no more uh, throughout the day. And so when I got home, I showed it to my mom And she was like what are you gonna do about this and i was like i'm not gonna do nothing because my rep my bas at the union hall they're not gonna do nothing you know this is not the first time i've seen something like this um i think it was 2009 when michael jackson passed away i was working for selling construction and i stumbled up on the same thing some nooses going into the break room where you have the carpenters Um, The laborers, electrician, all of our break rooms be downstairs, like kind of like in a um, in a basement. And I stumbled up on those nooses and it was an African-American guy. I asked him, I was like, is this what I think it is? And his reply was just ignore it. But that guy, he was actually working for selling construction. He had actually got hired on. Uh, Long story short, um, uh, I got a phone call. And uh, from the guy on at, at the Redmond campus asked me if I still had those pictures and I said I do, and so he put me in contact with this attorney and um, and I filed a, I'm following the suit.
0: Well, anyway, the copies of those looses along with your picture on, on my Facebook page, as a matter of fact, all of the detailed information about uh, the James Meyer situation. Uh, The brother that found the news at his workstation on the Facebook project over in Redmond. The information and the articles that were in the Seattle Media and the Seattle Times, all that information is on there. And there's some good news. uh, Pastor uh, Willis, uh, Mr. Franklin, and uh, Brother James Myers were able, I guess two of the workers were fired off that job, B&B. So uh, uh, that's some good news, but there's long ways to go because this uh, racism permeates the construction industry. And it's hard for me to see two or three Blacks working on the same construction job anywhere in Martin Luther King, Jr. County. So uh, there's a shortage of workers, but folks would rather embrace racism than uh, uh, take properly trained people and, and employ them. So at this juncture, uh, 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 Ms. Sharon, what, as you said, you have a, a lawyer that you've engaged to pursue uh, damages for what, ha- what you have, have happened to you? Uh,
2: yes, I have. Um me and my mom was watching the news. I think it was about two weeks after I had decided to not to go back to the job. And there was an African-American guy on there. He had filed a suit um, working the same campus in Redmond. And um, and my mom was like, you need to get a hold of that attorney. And so when I seen that, that just gave me some hope, you know, um, to go ahead on and, and pursue this. because. It's not even about you know suing. It's about justice. You know it's just not right. You know especially with these young guys that's trying to come into this industry, knowing that the you can make really good money, and it's like instantly they get slapped in the face or turned around, and it discouraged them and they don't want to do it.
0: I want to uh, I want to see if uh, the president of the NAACP, Carolyn, the vice president, the labor expert, uh, Claude Burfict, if they have a question.
3: I
4: have a question, Eddie, and uh, I'm going to lower my hands here uh, to Sharon. Uh, Dale Bright was the president, is the president of of, uh, 242. Did you contact the union office about this or Dale Bright regarding the subject matter? So,
2: I did not do that, and the reason being is because I had another situation some years ago, and I did contact my union rep, and they came out um, supposedly to represent me, but I feel that I was not uh, represented in a proper way. Um, The accusations that was thrown at me was was lies. I mean, I literally sat in a boardroom with I think it was about six or seven of uh Caucasian men. And this white guy just he just lying with tears, literally tears rolling down my face, because I know this man is lying. And my rep just told me basically do what they tell you to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I did not contact Gail at all this time around.
4: Who was your union rep?
2: um back then it was uh oh, what his name? um oh i can't call his name but i can see his face I, but i can get his name
4: uh when uh i can get his name just when uh did you contact your union rep i can get his name because i know Dale bright because he's been on several boards and he was also uh President of the Martin Luther King County Labor Council. So I when did you file this complaint and when did you talk with your union rep? Because I can look into this. You know, all I need is a little bit of information.
2: So, so for this this Microsoft campus um um complaint, I didn't contact the union at all. I did not contact them whatsoever. Like I said before, because I felt like nothing was going to get done. They probably was going to tell me, oh, that's just some rope tie, you know, because I've heard that before. So that's why that's one of the reasons why I didn't contact them. And like I said, I didn't contact them because when I had another incident and I did contact them, nothing got done.
4: That's what I'm I'm looking into. I want to look into that to get information so that if the union didn't do anything, we can hold the union accountable, is what I'm trying to say.
0: That's great. Right. Well, I think you you guys probably gonna need a little bit more time than we have on this interview today. But uh Sharon, I'm gonna give uh Mr. Claude Burfick your uh, contact information. Yes. And uh so yeah, I would I would suggest because you know this uh there was also a news incident about six months ago at Seattle Fire Station 24 up in the north end and i checked yeah. uh, i checked with uh, uh fire chief harold Scoggins to find a status he said that's still under investigation we know these news incidents come back uh-huh. then. and if you look at the fire department it look nothing like it did in the 70s you know right. there's significant representation of african americans and there's also some turmoil surrounding a historic landmark which uh the retired black firefighters bought which is the house on 23rd and uh Pike that uh, some new folks are trying to sell for whatever reason, we don't know. But anyway, uh, I want to find out, uh, Carol, are you still in line? I am. Okay. I'll just, what kind of recommendations would you have? I know cloud is a labor expert, but have you well, seen any, have you, have, has the NWC people get more and more uh, uh, reports about these racist incidents?
1: Well, we have gotten a few Eddie, but uh, what happens is that people don't come to us uh, uh Until they have gotten attorneys, et cetera, are you? uh, We're finding more and more. But uh, yes, to answer your question, uh, we know we are fully aware of racism. And as Carl said, we can. When you once you get an attorney, we we are no longer in 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 the mainstream of that because we can't. We don't get in the litigation part, but we can um, parallel. Whatever is happening, not to uh, disrupt the whatever the uh, the plaintiff and the um, and her attorney has going on, but we can still do our own fact finding, our own investigation, our own call out of any company that uh, had uh, that continues to accept and do nothing for these racist acts because it's a uh, uh, it's a, a, a intimidation. On a larger scale, for other Black, for, uh, uh, African Ameri- African Americans, and people of color, so that we can then take it uh, another avenue, so that it's two, uh, three, or four prong approach. So it's just not one area, one avenue, but we can we will certainly be looking into. Um, asking questions and we'll probably what we ran up into against when there's a lawsuit is a little bit of stonewalling because there is a lawsuit. Uh, but we will, um, Claude and um, the, uh, the labor team and I will get together and uh, Claude and I will come up with a strategy that will work, uh, that we can um, c- continue to keep this in the forefront of, of the news and and, uh, call them out on on these racist tendencies they got to stop
0: yeah we sure hope it does because it seems like it's getting progressively worse but i guess when you have people that then go and try to overthrow the united states government and get slapped on the wrist for it you know i guess uh, some privilege is unending in the united states of america so That's cool. uh, i want to just ask uh uh the victim of the news incidents uh have you uh, gone back to a, uh, a labor union job since that incident?
2: No, sir. I decided to um, resign from the local union altogether because because of the treatment. I mean, it's so detrimental to to your spirit, to your soul. You know, especially when you go on these jobs, you know, all happy because you are making you know this amount of money and you know, you're doing everything you can possibly do to please these people. But it's just, it's just, it wasn't enough. And so I was just like, you know what? I can't do this no more. Cause every time, like I lived in Washington 30 years and I've been in the field for 14 years. And I'm, I got to tell you throughout my years of working in the construction industry, I've probably been on a job the longest, maybe eight months. And every job that I, let me tell you, 20, I think it was 2017. I worked, 2017, I worked 20, 22 jobs in, in 2017. And I have every day
1: so, so when you say That's you work 20, excuse me, when you say you work 20, uh 22 jobs, why is that? That they, they pulled you from one job and put you on another one or uh, you got
2: fired? I don't understand that.
1: And maybe Claude didn't no, maybe-
2: so, so so what they do? So, okay, I started off as a flagger. I went from a flagger to a labor, from a labor to a traffic control supervisor. So by me, first of all, being a woman, then I'm an African American woman at that, they feel that's a threat. And so me being dispatched to all those jobs, a lot of it had to do with my color. They would lay me off. And most of those jobs I went to, they was lasting over a year. So a lot of it had to do with my color. It had nothing to do with my skills or my knowledge. It was because I was black. And I just like, you know what? I can't do this no more. I don't know what else to do. Like I've done everything I can possibly do to prove myself to these people. And it just wasn't enough. Yes. So the trauma, even at the union, you know, every time I would go back, they was like, you back again. And I'm like, yeah, they keep laying me off. They don't want me.
1: So and so, you found a a other profession to go into. So you're not interested in going back into the labor, into Mm -hmm. that labor model. But you okay. Take the action so that nobody else has to go through what you continued had to go through the trauma that you that you have from that Mm -hmm. that impact. uh, Is what we're trying with what we need to stop because that uh, because when you go through those kinds of uh, situations. Mm-hmm. it it stays with you mm-hmm. and you're traumatized and so that that is the other thing that we will be looking into to um, claude uh, will be, uh, when we go back to start looking and seeing what do we need to do what can we do at this point it's not about you because you're not you're not interested in going back in uh into the into the field but it's yeah. it is about you and what you had to go through before you could come to that decision right. Yes, no. So, and so, so uh I think we got a uh a, a, a letter from your attorney. Uh uh I think uh, uh, asking to sit down and talk to us to meet with us. Yes and uh following uh when this uh national convention is over, etc., we'll be following up to see what uh role, if any, we have in uh, and can answer whatever questions he might have, whatever strategy. So uh so sorry, sister, that you had to go through this and it came to, to this point. But uh rest assured that we will continue to uh look into uh working simultaneously uh with you, uh about not with you, but about this situation mm-hmm. and uh as you go forth with any legal actions that you might have.
2: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so and, uh, you know, I, w- I want to. I
0: will share. T- uh, I'll share your contact information with uh, Madam President Carolyn and also by First Vice President Claude, so okay. that way they can get directly in touch with you. Because I think there are two significant figures that deal with this all the time. And then by Claude being on the executive committee of the King County Labor Council, that that that's uh, very impactful to have someone like that looking into any claim you might have. Now, you want to say what, Miss
1: Carolyn? No, um, it wasn't it was up. Uh, oh, okay, so, Was well, Oh, go ahead.
2: So, I just wanted to bring this to your attention also. So, um and I have pictures to to prove this. I was working for um GLY um and I was getting off the elevator, the man-made elevator, and on some drywall, someone had literally wrote the word save, S A V E, and they went back and put the letter l between the s and the a i was like what the heck and and it shows they, they wrote save and then they went back and they wrote the whole word again but you can tell where they added the s between the a and i took pictures of it i was like you know what <laughs> this is a joke right but it's not
1: a joke no it's not it will um you know we all of those <laughs> all of those incidences all of those uh situations uh further traumatizes you uh when you uh go from job to job or uh in that kind of situation and although i don't uh when we talk to you we'll look um uh, we'll want to see pictures i'm sure that that's first thing claude's gonna say i want to see it so mm-hmm. uh claude are you there do, do you have anything else that you at this point you think that we need from um uh, from that we need to do let me make it clear because you have an attorney we're not going to interfere in any way in that litigation what we're doing would be in a um not in addition would be uh separate from that but parallel if you understand what i'm saying carol
5: can To
4: yes. this i will backtrack i will go to dale bright he is still the president of 242 labor uh there are several other folks that I know that are a part of 242 labor. and uh, uh, I will look into this. I will do my own investigation into this and uh, I will if Eddie can forward uh, the information of Sharon, Sharon and I will have a discussion. We will go through the uh, uh, what she has been a victim of, and then I will follow through on this. And I, I guarantee you, within a week, I will have information that we need to know.
1: OK. Yes, sir. All right.
0: Mm-hmm. OK. OK, Eddie. Oops, I know you have a lawsuit filed and like uh, Carolyn's made it perfectly clear they will not get involved with that. And then Claude is already tied up with the unions. Matter of fact, the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee just gave uh, the White State Labor Council president an award for a service. So that's some additional juice that Claude will have when he meets with all these folks. But you got a uh, a veteran civil rights leader and Carolyn Riley Payne and Claude Burfick. So, and he's also uh, knows the labor inside and out. So anyway, yes. uh, uh, Sharon, thank you very much for your part of the program today. And uh, stay in touch with me and I'll be following your stuff very closely. Uh, mm-hmm. Claude, if you and uh, 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 Carolyn Riley Payne could hang on and we're gonna take a break and come back with Monica T.L. Lewis and
6: Mr. F.A. All, right,
0: yeah.
1: uh, all, right, all right, take a break. Thanks.
6: Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend Port Gen Workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com.
3: Why sit in bumper to bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination. And listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress.
6: Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com.
0: Ready, right, right back at Urban Forum Northwest. I'm doing an NAACP special today because their annual meeting is back there. With the annual meeting comes uh, the AXO program. And to that end, we have the dynamic director of the Seattle King County branch of the NAACP's Axol program, Monica T.L. Lewis And one of her stellar students at the Alajo who are on the line right now. And Carolyn Riley Payne is going to be the co host this part because she knows more about AXO than most people walking around. So, anyway, Monica T.L. Lewis, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about uh, your involvement, what the program means, and some of the things about some of the students who are involved. And Carolyn, you chime in with any questions that you need.
1: Okay, thanks.
7: Good evening
0: hello all right well you know it's afternoon and see how y'all in jersey
7: (laughs) right we're we're three hours ahead of time so
0: yeah okay go right ahead we're on there
7: All right. Thank you so much. Um, Good evening, afternoon, wherever you are um, listening from. I'm Monica Tia Lewis, and I am with the AXO program. Of course, AXO stands for Afro-Cultural Technological Scientific Olympics, or as some would like to say, the Olympics of the mind. I love this program. I love working with the youth. We are here in Atlantic City um, as we start off the NA... In AACP convention, um, Axo is the kickoff, and the students are getting ready to compete at a national level. Seattle this year has brought four students to compete nationally. That won gold locally. Um, we have, of course, uh, Fa Elijo, who will be in computer science, um, who has a wonderful project that he, I'm sure, he will talk about. Um, and then we have Mayana Cash, who is our music vocal contemporary. Competitor, we have Ryan Morgan, who is our music instrumental classical competitor, who is a bassoonist. And lastly, we have Nyla Butler, who is in poetry written and poetry performance, um, who will be our poet for the weekend, (laughs) competing nationally. And they all, as uh, Mrs. Payne has uh, stated earlier, they all are. Prepared and ready to compete because that's what we do here at Seattle. We compete and we compete to win. However, they, even if they don't win nationally, which we're not claiming, we know that they will bring, we are bringing home some hardware. <laughs> that is the goal. This uh, program,
1: uh, AXO so, uh, locally, has a good luck in uh, not luck. But we have good uh, turnout for winning medals. We're known for winning medals and we started a long time ago and we've kept up that um tradition. Uh even when when Angela Rye won uh a silver medal nationally. But we have um our I call him my legacy child, and uh I'm gonna la- ask him to tell us what he thinks of Axo uh and what um and why it's important for
8: him. Okay. Hello, um, I'm Fa Laiho. I'm really excited to be participating in AXO. I'm really excited to be able to present my project, meet a lot of other new people. Um, I'm also excited to continue in my mom and my aunt's footsteps um, competing in AXO. but. I really I think it's a really cool experience and a really cool opportunity and event that I'm really grateful to be able to be at.
1: He didn't tell you that he's 14 years old and in computer science and in the class uh, at his school with juniors and seniors. So um, we also have uh, as Monica, Miss Monica, as we call her, uh, Monica T.L. has said. Uh, other students are uh, here with us. Uh, and I want to just want them to introduce themselves, Eddie, right quick, and uh, tell you why AXO or what AXO means to them or oh, so just one or two sentences, because I know our time is short.
9: My name is Mayana Cash, and I am representing the Seattle King County branch. Um, AXO is important um, because it shows Black young Black people, that we can be creative, artistic, and not afraid to share that with the world. Um, Hello, my name is Nyla Butler. I'm also representing the Seattle King County branch. I think AXO gives Black people, or just color people in general, a chance to share their talents and give them an opportunity to know that there's people out here who are actually interested in what they do, not just based off their skin color and whatnot. And I'm Ryan Morgan. Um, I'm I'm participating in the classical music uh, division. And uh, as a black teenager, I don't typically see too many people that look like me, especially in Washington state, um, playing bassoon and other classical instruments. So being here is really good for me to just have that experience and she'll be going, uh, entering
1: uh, the University of Washington uh, in the fall. What AXO does is it give oppo- gives an opportunity for our students to see themselves uh, 50 times, 100 times. Uh, I don't know how many kids are here this year, but we've had a, up to uh, 1,200 students participating. And when you walk into a room and you see 1,200 uh, other young people looking like you, acting like you, when then it makes you know that they're, that you're not the only one. And they come here and Eddie, it is so funny because what happens is that they sometimes have a meltdown because they see all of these kids looking like them and they all are excellent and they hear them because you know what, when you're one or two or three or four, you stand out. So you're a big fish And a little pond. When you come to the NAACP AXO competition, you become a big fish in a little pond. But this is the big pond. And so they have um, competition uh, that's worthy of international uh, uh, what? I don't know what the word is, but uh, international fame. Essay? Talk, tell him um, a little bit about your project
8: uh, in computer science. My project, I answered the question of how we can use data and technology to answer the great debate of who the greatest rapper of all time is. I did this project by creating a website, which is a public website what, that has data and uses an algorithm to output a rapper based on the user's preferences that they can change on the website.
0: Well, See, I, wish uh, I, knew, it, I wish I knew half the stuff he was talking about, but it sounds very intelligent.
1: Well, you know what, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. Like Angela tells you, call FA when you have a, a question about the computer. Mm-hmm. And who would have thought that a kid 14 years old could come up with a question uh how who is the greatest rapper of all times and then come up with an agor- uh, algorithm to uh prove uh who it is you vote on it you go in he wrote the program it is excellent so uh one day we'll let you take uh the test and see how you uh what you think and let your vote count so
0: um is Monica Tio
1: still there uh yes she is
0: yes sir Okay, so uh, I also want to let you guys know that I put all of the four contestants in the email that went out to everybody, including the governor's office, the mayor, the county executive, everybody else, because I'm very proud of the work you guys are doing. So I want to share it with the world. Uh, The other thing, this program, uh, I think either two or three hours after the live program, it'll go on my podcast for 24-7. It'll also be available on Alexa a few hours after the live program. So uh, folks can hear it uh, for the next week. Then after that, uh, Stephanie puts it on my website and the program's archived for a year. So, uh, but uh, Monica, I just want you to, uh, to say uh, how are you feeling about, um, and is this your second or third year of uh, being the director of Axel?
7: This would be my third year. This is okay. three year three. Okay. I had to count and, back.
0: And you want <laughs> to understudy under... Miss Carolyn yes, Riley Payne for a while Understudy, okay. Under
7: study, I'm still understudying, but for years, yes.
0: Okay. Okay, so yeah, but anyway, I want to let you guys know that the email that went out did have all the contestants' names on here, and uh, in terms of, uh, I wanted to ask Carolyn Riley Payne in terms of, we got, uh, uh, I guess, a, a hearing going on about folks trying to overthrow the government. And also, uh, the midterm elections are coming up. I want to ask Cheryl Riley Payne: uh, How does the NAACP get the word out to potential voters, and how do you encourage them to show up?
1: Well, we get the word out by ha- at our meetings. My kids are laughing at me. Uh, they, they, we, they, we get the word out by you know at our meetings, at our newsletters, in the papers, in our articles, and as we we talk to people in our forums and for, and podcasts that we have. Uh, we encourage uh, everybody to vote. Uh, but vote with uh with understanding we are now trying to make sure that we get the word out to uh everybody on who to vote we can't tell you who to vote for but we certainly can help you make the decision about who not to vote for and that is where we that is the strategy that we are in the national is using and that we're uh frank uh, quite frankly using because uh it it's important for us to know who we're voting for and we have a, had a push on, yes, let's get out the vote. And we do need to make sure that we get out the vote because uh, voter oppression uh, is very strong, even in the state of Washington. But it also matters who we put in office. And we have to look, especially at our judges and, uh, and at all levels to make sure that we get the right person. The, and when I say the right person, the uh, the person that will do uh, the most for us as african americans in other words you're not talking about clarence thomas oh well no not everybody that looks like you are vote for you i mean you should you know you are for you it's not necessarily your brother so i that is correct we don't need any more clarence thomas we had enough of him and enough we got enough in office already so yes we are but that's that's our push now voter yeah, education
0: we finally got a legitimate African-American on the uh, Supreme Court.
1: Yes, we have, and, yes, and we're excited about that. And it's through the work of the NAACP that that was made possible. And i need
0: you to hold on for one minute. We got to take a break. Claude, hold on with us, too. So Eric, we're going to take this break and come right back.
6: Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend Port Gen Workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.cTACShops.com.
3: Why sit in bumper to bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Live Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination. And listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress.
6: Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Eddie Rye back at Urban Forum Northwest, in addition to Mr. Claude Burford, Monica T.L. Lewis, NAACP President Carolyn Riley Payne, we've been joined by the distinguished gentleman from Georgia, a member of the House Judiciary Committee, Congressman Hank Johnson. How you doing, Congressman?
5: I'm doing great, Mr. Rye. I hope you are, and hope uh, your guests are as well.
0: Yeah, they are, well, they, you know, I wanted to make sure we also have a young brother that's 14 years old, competing in the computer science uh, division. And his name is Effie Alaho, I don't know if he's on yet or not. I think they had to start the competition, so he might have taken an early lead. But uh, uh, a lot of things are happening. And uh, I've never appreciated a 24, 25-year-old person in a long time like I did Cassidy Hutchinson, that did the singing on Donald Trump in the White House, uh, Wrongdoings.
5: Yeah, she was uh, very poised beyond her years. And... Um Even though I'm sure that that time was very intense for her, because they had to actually speed up uh, the time within which she would testify, because of all of the um, outside agitation, I guess that she was getting a lot of. She was getting a lot of traffic. Things were getting really hectic, and so they decided to put her on uh, as quickly as possible. And uh, even under those circumstances, she did appear to be uh, quite poised and uh, confident about what she was saying and uh, composed and uh, committed to, to telling the, you know, the truth of what happened.
0: Well, so I just wanted to find out. Now, also, a lot was happening in Georgia with the fact we heard the recorded conversation that 45 had with the Secretary of State in Georgia. Sam Fami, 11,780 votes. Then we also know that he's been calling some of the potential witnesses. So how far will this go before any action is taken?
5: Well, in Georgia, there is an investigative grand jury that has been impaneled uh, and has been uh, hearing from witnesses, including Brad Rappensberger, the uh, Secretary of State. And, um, other witnesses have been uh, t- have testified before the grand jury, and uh, even uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, who made a couple of calls to Brad Raffensperger himself, has been subpoenaed to uh, testify. And so, this investigative grand jury, I think, has a year to to uh, to investigate uh, and come up with a report. And hopefully it won't take them that long. I think this case is pretty simple in Georgia in terms of what happened. You got the president of the United States on uh, on tape, uh, you know, saying that hey, I need you to find me eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes, which is one more than uh, than I lost by. Uh, you know, Trump is asking, imploring and even threatening and trying to coerce uh, Brad Raffensperger to uh, find him some votes so that the election in Georgia could be reversed and he could win. So that's a violation of Georgia law, and it's also a violation of uh, federal law.
0: Well, you know, I guess the good news I'm hearing is that the Trump uh, uh, endorsed candidate for governor and secretary of state laws, and also now it looked like his... uh, selection to run against uh, Senator Raphael Warnock, Herschel Walker is, I think, down they by seven to 10 points now to Warnock, is that correct?
5: I'm sorry, did would you repeat that? No, I was saying
0: that I, uh, I heard a report that uh, Senator Warnock was ahead of Herschel Walker by seven to 10 points.
5: Yeah, I did see a poll uh, about a week or so ago that indicated that uh, Warnock was, uh, about 10 points ahead. And uh, meanwhile, Herschel Walker continues to distinguish himself uh, with his um, uh, lack of knowledge, lack of basic <laughs> knowledge. Uh, so it's, it's um, the race is shaping up well, I'll tell you, uh, Senator Raphael Warnock, uh, the Reverend Senator Raphael Warnock is a very eloquent, thoughtful, Intelligent uh, man. And uh, the contrast could not be greater between he and uh, a man who Georgians, uh, Georgia Republicans love because, you know, he distinguished himself on the gridiron. But I, I think he may have left something on that gridiron also.
6: <laughs>
5: we'll, we'll see what happens in November. You know, that race will probably tighten up. Mm-hmm. And uh, because people people realize that Raphael Warnock is not the one that they want in there. They need someone else in there, uh, kind of like a Clarence Thomas type guy. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, they need someone in there that they can work with. And so...
0: Or someone you know, that'll work for them.
5: Yeah, work for them.
0: Yeah, a rubber stamp. Now, in terms of... Uh, I think uh, next month we haven't had the Tunica meeting. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, people were talking about, well, who's going to, if, if uh, Biden doesn't run? People saying, what about a Benny Thompson, Liz Cheney ticket? But anyway, that's that's somewhere else. But I see that uh, even though with the inflation and everything else, uh, I guess the last poll showed is uh, low as the president's approval rating is it's not having the kind of impact on the local races people thought it was going to have. As a matter of fact, I guess they did a poll and he still beats uh, Donald Trump uh, head to head, the latest poll that I saw. Uh, what do you yeah. think is going to happen? And well, first of all, you got to deal with 2022 has uh, your perspective or feelings changed about 2022 from a few months ago.
5: No, I've always been confident that somehow providence would weigh in and uh, and change the um, the history the historical pattern, which is that the sitting president would lose um, votes in the House and Senate in the off-year election. Uh, I've always thought that providence would intervene and something would happen, and we would not repeat that pattern. And even though things look really dire right now uh when the supreme court issued its decision in the dobbs case that kind of it almost changed everything Uh, it brought to bear upon the women of this country the fact that a right that they once enjoyed they can no longer enjoy and um it's an ominous ruling because uh justice thomas said that he wanted to take away a bunch of other 14th Amendment privacy and liberty rights that are not enumerated in the Constitution. But surprisingly, he left out one, uh, which is the right to marry whoever you'd like to marry interracially. He left that one out, coincidentally, just displaying his hypocrisy. Uh, but you know, I think voters understand what we're up against in this country. Supreme Court has taken away a right for women, it can take away rights of the rest of us also. That's and right. so that changes the equation for November.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to see if uh, President uh, Kellen Riley penn are you still on the
5: line? And and can you hang on for me one second? I got to go out here and vote right quick.
0: OK, go right ahead. <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to know if uh, Claude Berwick or Kellen, does uh, that uh, Claude Burphy does that pretty much his comments does that pretty much uh go in with what your beliefs in uh, in this political system is in terms of what's coming up, the midterm elections? Is Roe v. Wade and the January 6th Commission enough to, to turn things around for the Democrats?
4: Absolutely. And I think Roe uh Roe versus Wade, uh Roe v. Wade, I think that that was the one thing that culminated as far as I'm concerned, it changed a lot of people's vision and it changed a lot of people's thought on now the process of voting. Uh, It now shifted from sort of borderline Republican. Now it has shifted more towards Democrat. Mm -hmm. And I think that we are going to be looking a lot better in the midterm than we would have looked if they had not. Uh, done what they did.
0: Congressman, he, uh, uh, Mr. Vice President was talking about how Roe v. Wade might have turned the election around. I think along with that the J6, uh,
5: the, the 1-6 commission might have. What your, your perspectives on that? Yeah, I think the January Six uh, committee hearings have been quite effective at proving to the public the extent of Donald Trump's depravity and involvement in what was a coup, an attempted coup, that would have deprived all of us of our right to vote, and I think um, uh, people are are understanding just how close we came to this country losing its identity as a uh, as a democracy, and um, and that we can never allow that to happen again, and so. They realize that the Republicans that are in control or or the Republican Party is under the control of the man that tried to deprive them of their liberty. And so that means all of the 435 representatives of which I think 200 and uh, uh, I forget how many are Republicans. Uh, Yeah, I think it's, it's like 100. I mean, 200 and, uh, uh, gosh, my math escapes me now. It's around 213, 214 Republicans. And all of them, except for two, are afraid of crossing Trump. And in in the Senate, uh, it's led by Mitch McConnell, who you can't count on which way he's going to go. You know he's not. Uh, uh, principled in any way and uh, so the people can see that they may not need to put their trust in these republicans this time so i'm i'm hopeful that we will be able to retain the house increase our numbers in the senate we need at least two uh, we need to hold the senate and and get at least another two votes in there so that we can have a hope of changing the filibuster Two real Democrats, huh? Yep. Two, because we got two, two that walk off. cinema
0: and, and Joe Manchin. You just don't know what, you know, I'm surprised yep. they haven't changed parties.
5: Yeah. Did you
4: see this, Eddie, also, that the unions, big unions, that voted for Donald Trump back in 2016 are now shifting uh, their position now As opposed to 2016, we're seeing it diminishing now. So I would say that this looked even greater for Democrats in this midterm election than 2016.
0: Okay, we got one minute left, Congressman. I want to give that last minute to you, sir. I certainly appreciate you uh, changing your schedule around and being able to hop up and vote and come back. And we'll be uh, talking offline about... uh, Tunica, I don't know if that's going to be still going on because the yeah COVID it's going is, on. the COVID is kicking up in in, in in Martin Luther King Jr. County. I don't know what it's like everywhere else, but
5: Tunica is definitely on, right? Yeah, the Tunica is going to happen, and uh, yeah, second weekend uh, in August. Yeah, it's um, gosh, twelfth and thirteenth. No, I think it's 20, 20, 21st through the twenty fourth, something like that. Okay, I forget absolutely. the dates. Okay. I forget okay. the dates, but it's gonna happen. All of the deposits have been made, the money's down, people are, are planning to attend, and uh COVID is still ravaging, mm-hmm. and so everybody does need to take uh adequate precautions. I myself uh it had it all really get on a bike without my okay. uh mask. Hey, and thank in you, many Congressman,
0: days. but we got to go. We're out of time. Thank you, Claude. I want to thank the NAACP, the Axel folks and let everybody know that Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by Sound Transit, Office of Civil Rights, John T. Robinson, Diversity and Inclusion, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office with of Man Rice, Lawrence Coleman, and Josie Regan, and also Liz Alzer down at the City Purchasing and Construction Services Office. Uh, Eddie Rye will be talking with you again next week. Want to thank my good friend, Congressman Hank Johnson with the House Judiciary Committee, watching things very closely in Washington, D.C. And hopefully we'll be hearing something positive about the lawbreakers real soon. So thank you very
5: much, gentlemen. We appreciate you today. Thank you. Thank you.